That was a power entry. <laughs> scared me. I had my earbud and I was typing. You legitimately made me jump a little bit. As I was down. Nice. All right. <laughs> I like that intro, but let's just go. Let's do it. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I I have a. I was, uh, I was on this rabbit hole of uh, of cryptid found footage videos on YouTube, and I was wondering uh, which which of those things do, do you do you believe in? Like, uh, do you believe in any of the cryptids, the Sasquatch, the the Nessie, any of those I, I, little critters? Mm, I I don't think I do. Uh, I'm trying to think of like stuff that I know. Uh, in relation to that it's like ghosts do you believe in ghosts oh spooky ghosts uh i'm trying to trying to think if i've had a good ghost story goblins goblins like we like we're uh, little goblins little tiny for one these little tiny people little tiny people I, i think those are just little people I, I think this is a little bigoted to, to be nah, this calling is like, them out like this this is like the spiderwick chronicles no, no <laughs> this is like the this is like the little uh no they're like like one foot tall little go- little uh what about uh what about dinosaurs still existing like uh at the bottom of the ocean or lakes or or in jungles crocodiles no, I'm ta- I'm talking about like some people yeah, legitimately yeah. believe that old dinosaurs still exist. There's probably there is probably some fuck shit in the ocean because like we know more. Uh, a fact that I will never get over is that we know more about space than we do about the ocean. It's I know it, it's it's genuinely like that. That's what makes me think. Like I have a little list right now of uh, supernatural slash paranormal slash mythical things that a lot of people believe in in dinosaurs like the fact that there could be like that's maybe what like a a Loch Ness monster or what an old like pirate ship map sea monster is is just some dinosaur that lives deep 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 underwater like I think that could be possible I think there's a possibility for it yeah no but what what I think of that I think of like some Lovecraft shit essentially (laughs) you think you think there's some Tentacle teeth when, covered. When they when you when you bring up that fact that like uh, we know more about uh, that than like anything else, you know. In Lovecraft, well, how about that? Yeah, or no, we know more about the ocean, no, the the space as opposed to the ocean. Uh, like I immediately think of some like eldritch shit that's hiding under the water. Do you think it's uh? Do you think it's just some terrible, awful-looking creature? Or do you think it's intelligent, like an intelligent creature that's just I hiding? Think, I don't think it's intelligent. I don't, I don't. I would rather not. I'd rather be in space than 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 in the ocean. I don't want that like, like a. Uh, I want that Atlantis shit or that like a. Uh, it's that one Halloween episode of The Simpsons where the dolphins, uh, became sentient and uh. Uh, attacked uh, everyone on the land and shit. I, but yeah, no ocean bad. Uh, except to to swimming, uh, swim nice, sail nice. No human, no 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 creatures down there. Uh, they should remain uh, unknown. I feel like uh, 
an angler is already kind of eldritch, right? Like it's got a, a scary giant mouth full of rows of teeth and it has a oh, light yeah. that attracts people into its mouth. Like that is that is terrifying. No, and there are like other there are other like fish on that level that will never or can't come up to the surface or else they'll die, essentially. Yeah, there's one. I'm looking at it here. There's one that's uh, it's called the chimera fish, and it doesn't have Damn. any bones because the pressure is too is too strong, so it is boneless. But it holds the shape of a fish, uh, and it looks really, really, really scary. Ooh, damn! That that, that kind of reminds me of a uh, uh, all tomorrows. You've been seeing like memes about that. The what? Memes about which one? Uh, All Tomorrows. It's like a short story from like 2011 about like potential evolutions of humanity. And like one is just a bunch of cubes in a wall in like eternal, like uh, excruciating pain. And uh, some other stuff that's uh, wacky and uh, gross. And I don't like it. Have you seen the the human? Uh, they made a 3D model of a human designed to survive a car crash. Have you seen that thing? I've not seen that. Wait, hold on. Look it up right now. Look up human evolved to survive a car crash. Oh my god! Uh, it's got like a net wrapped around its brain, and it's got like a mushy skull. Uh, it is horrifying. You'll you'll see it. It's 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 got built-in airbags in the chest. It's it's. Human made to His name is Graham. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> He's got no ears. It's it's scientific. It's it's they legitimately did there are scientists involved with the creation of this to make it evolution uh plausible but also to uh survive the most in case of an accident oh so we made a nice drawing of him this is cute he has oh, a <laughs> scientists he... say when they designed a rather flat the energy of the initial impact <laughs> <laughs> wow he, he looks like monkey but did you do you see his chest? He's got really long limbs, and his chest is like it yeah. has all these sacks on it. To oh, oh, I don't like that. It's true, and he has no ear. I mean, he has an ear, but he doesn't have any. Uh, he has an ear canal. He has no ear. Uh. It's really and his and you can see his ribs uh, on the center of his chest. Yeah, it's really scary. What if that's just? What if that's how we looked right now, and then in an alternate universe, we're looking at pictures of we what we look like right now, and they're horrified. I always think about that, like alternate universe stuff. Yeah, like is like, there? I mean, how, how do you? It's hard to 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 prove it, obviously, but it's like, what if technically there could be a bunch of people that look like Graham that spend all their time in a car, so they've evolved to look like Graham. And they're on the internet looking at a human that's evolved to walk on land. And they're like, ew, gross, look how it doesn't have sacks on its chest. <laughs> that That's probably a symbol of status. 
It's probably like uh, abs or some shit. Yeah, how many sacks does Graham have? Here's a front-on view. It's a really good 3D model. One, two, yeah. three, four, five. What he's got four? He's got four or five main sacks right underneath his uh, his pectorals. He's ripped. He's ripped as shit. He looks like he's legitimately, like, literally ripped up. He looks ripped. <laughs> Not, but because of the because of how many sacks you have, the better protected you you are, the stronger oh, you are. There you he, go. He he is an alpha Graham for sure. Uh, <laughs> oh, and his feet. Have, did you see his feet? They're big enough uh, to sit on pedals. It's horrifying. Oh, uh, yeah. That, that's probably not the worst thing. And they're uh, tempted to bend backwards. I don't think That's wrong. St- oh, God. He, uh, can't, he can't stand up. He, he's made to sit down so his legs bend backwards so they can easily press on gas pedals. Dear God. Okay. Uh, yeah. Welcome to the G Realm. <laughs> This is Jack Henry from the G Realm. This is Kieran. Uh, we have a poster now, if you haven't noticed. And also, quick aside, how does my audio uh, has has a sound? Yeah, you're you're legible. I mean, obviously, I mean, was it I better think... than before? Or you're 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 not. There was a point last time in which, just the very beginning, you were glitching out. But it sounds good to me. I can totally hear you. You're clear. Mm. Gotcha. I, I just moved to the closet just to have better, because I I could tell I was yeah yeah. Probably... When we when we uh when we have the in person setup and we can do like major editing things, uh there's a way for me to choose seasons and episodes of certain seasons and anchor. So so far I've just been doing season one episode. I think this is episode seven. But when we uh when we get in person and record then that could be uh that could be season two. The start of, uh, yeah. start of an empire. Start of the empire, hell yeah. Rome wasn't built in a day, viewer. You, you, you might be looking at us now like little plebeian fools. But you watched! <laughs> we'll be there soon. You'll cower in fear. Anyway, what have you been watching? Or what's up? Like, I don't, what, Let me yeah, see. Yeah, that's what we do. That's what we talk about here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh gonna I, stop looking at Graham now. I, I don't like I don't like that. <laughs> when we were talking about I remember you were talking about a theme song too while my list of what I've watched is loading. I, I uh, recently saw like uh, do you watch uh, Critical uh, uh, Penguin Zio on YouTube? Oh yeah. He did a Fiverr thing yes. where he paid like 10 or 20 bucks for a theme song on Fiverr and Mm-hmm. He got really good results. So if we actually did want a theme song for the podcast just for fun, Ooh. I feel like Fiverr pr- probably has good cheap options. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that's actually sick. Yeah. I watched. Uh, I watched the new Jungle Cruise movie. Did you? Oh watch boy, it? I, I did not. My review on Letterboxd uh, just says in italics: um, Metallica plays over mass tribal murder. That's my whole review. <laughs> what? <It's... laughs> Hold that. What? What? They try to. They try to. Uh, they try to hit a topic of like colonialism and the fact that uh, the bad guys, or one of the bad guys, because I feel like there's six bad guys in this movie. One of the bad guys is a team of uh, conquistadors that uh, tried to kill a tribe. Uh, to this uh, Amazon River or whatever it is. 
uh, for right. a relic, and the relic cursed them. So now they're supernatural, and they uh, they haunt. And they're sick. like creatures now. It's kind of sick, but uh, when it flashes back and shows them initially like burning down this village, uh, Metallica Metallica plays on the background. <laughs> 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 I like, oh, nice. Oh, this is cool. Uh, but I gave it a good. Three out of five. It was good. It was entertaining. I don't know. So that's with Dwayne the Solid Object Johnson, and he's steamboating uh, a couple of whites down the Amazon River. That, yeah, I will that say. Not, nope, I forget what river. Yeah, that yeah, is. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's. What no, it's it just called the Amazon River. I don't know. I don't know the Jungle Cruise Wait. River. It's the Amazon. It's the Amazon. It's the Amazon. Okay. Yeah. Emily Blunt, uh, who is the the girl, the main character, uh, was uh, was cool in like an Indiana Jones type role. She was cool. Um, and do you know Jesse Plemons? He was in uh, the Irishman, and I'm thinking of ending things in the Master, and he was oh, in the Black yeah. Messiah. Meat face. He was in Breaking Bad. He was in the one. Of the two episodes I watched from Black Mirror that were uh, worth watching, yeah, where he's like essentially Captain Kirk, but like a uh, weird asshole. No, it's weird. He's like a he's a yeah, charis- he's, neat. he's a he's a he he, he plays a charismatic, uh, flamboyant German military prince who is definitely not a Nazi <laughs> because it's World War One. Really, you could tell they really wanted to make him kind of a Nazi. But it's World War One, so he's not a Nazi. I love when movies do that, where they're set in World War One, and they still make the Germans like the uber like bad guys, like they would the Nazi. Like they did that with Wonder Woman, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like he does he does little like uh, you know, that classic. Uh, I think of almost uh, she would yeah the Inglo- the Inglorious Bastards, um, Christoph Waltz's soft-spoken charismatic gentleman nazi uh i feel like it's kind of that role where he like he invites one of them to tea in his big submarine uh but also he's named prince joachim and for the first segment of the movie it sounds like he has a south african accent but then it's like a german prince okay it it was kind of (laughs) i don't know i i like i like uh i like jesse clement so i'll give him a i'll give him a pass i thought And oh my god as a uh, boat mafia gangster kind of, uh he's another my favorite type of gangster I four conquistadors that all have a different path guys there's like six villains in this movie I kid you not that's sick hell yeah so bes- besides uh, that uh yeah, I, I did not see that. Nice. The way you described it, it made me think like it's some weird uh, kind of. But I I rewatched or partially rewatched like one of the parts of the Caribbean movies with like I think my sister like a couple of weeks ago, and like I net like they're really weird considering like who it's made by like knowing now how powerful Disney is and like everything it's just kind of like this is their weird somewhat uh not adult but like you know uh just kind of out there 
thing where there's a weird uh, horny tentacle monster for a main villain and everyone is in their own special way kind of an asshole yeah I, I think it feels super similar uh, and what's interesting is both both Pirates of the Caribbean and Jungle Cruise were Disney movies made after a ride so Pirates of the Caribbean was a ride before it was a movie same for yeah, Jungle yeah, Cruise yeah so I think that's what's weird is they're like, here's here's a ride. It's kind of generic. It doesn't have a story. So to make up for that, let's add like 10 billion story elements. Let's add a really zany villain. Let's add a really zany protagonist. Let's add really zany side characters. Uh, and I will say Jungle Cruise feels like a mix of Indiana Jones and Pirates of the Caribbean. Obviously not as good, but uh, oh, it, has, it has that vibe. You know they could have gotten for that for like uh, <laughs> for directing that if they had any balls. Who, who the who? guy the guy who directed uh, Kong Skull Island? I can't get his name, but like that would have been great. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause yeah. I, okay, I have not seen that in a while, but I remember it was fairly good. Yeah. No. It, also, like he's just a big nerd. He had like Metal Gear Solid references in there, and like other like like uh, niche things. Got or not like relatively niche things to put in the King Kong movie. Let me see. Let me look it up. Kong Skull Island was directed by Jordan Vogt Roberts. Roberts. Yeah. And he also did not much else. That's Oh, he directed a Metal Gear movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or is he going he, to? He's directing. Yeah, yeah. He's directing. Oh, shit. oh, I love that. Uh, you know who they're casting to play Solid Snake for that? Who is it? Oscar Isaac Okay, I really, I really like that. I like Oscar yeah. Isaac. I think it's cool. Hell oh yeah. yeah, that is dope. I dig that a ton. Oh, uh, side thing. Speaking of Oscar Isaac, kind of, uh, the Dune, the the Dune trailer dropped. I, you, so good. you told me. I think I forget if we talked about it here, but you read Dune. Uh, I don't know if that was in its entirety. I've read. Um, probably about three quarters of dune uh i will say what i saw in the trailer uh is what i've read because i know that denise villanova uh has said he's splitting the dune movie up into two parts because it's so huge it's like a 900 page book uh but yeah each of them like six hours he's gonna like do some lord of the rings type shit i hope i'm seriously (laughs) i'm so pumped i dune dune is dune is rad if if reading uh, wasn't so uh, time-consuming and the book wasn't so big, like if Dune was a 200-page book, I would have finished it by now. It would have been fine. I would have finished it in like a day. But uh, it is it is really good. I'm really excited. The casting is all like perfect so far. It's it's really nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I especially yeah. like uh, I like. Uh, Josh Brolin and Jason Momoa's casting, which was surprising, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's like specifically uh, Jason Momoa is like, yeah, here. I I thought we were supposed to be like smart or some shit, kind of. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's. But what's interesting though is let let me check really quick. But I am fairly sure that uh, Josh Brolin's character is supposed to be really ugly in the book. Let me see. Mm. It's, uh, yeah, Josh Brolin plays Gurney Halleck, who is like, uh, he's kind of a warrior bard. 
he plays music and he quotes songs and he quotes fables but he's also strapped with like swords all over his body in the book he's pretty That's dope. sick yeah uh, but he's notoriously ugly, but he's like a mountain of a dude, like super tall. So I do like Josh Brolin as the casting, but uh, I don't know if they're trying to say that Josh Brolin is ugly. I don't think he is, but it's interesting. Interesting I, casting. I think Denise Villeneuve or whatever uh, is getting, I, I think this is a big project. So a lot of big people are getting associated with the thing. Yeah. I think and so too. I think, and I, I'm gonna guess like they considered big slab of meat before anything else when when casting that character. So I think you're like, right. And yeah. Josh Brolin is is fairly charismatic in like a stoic way. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I, I'm wondering how like everyone's hyped for it, and like I don't know Dune that well. I thought it was a lot slow. I, I thought it was a lot different from, you know, my impression of like what I've, the bits that I've read and everything. I, I thought it'd be a lot more slow and like methodical in like, uh, like the type of story it is. And then like their show, I mean, of course it's a movie trailer, but like, uh, it's still, it's just like, this, this, this will probably be good. This will probably, this will probably be great. I, I'm just, you know, there's a lot of people uh, on board with that and like there are a lot of people on board with Blade Runner and Sicario all the other stuff that he's done but like those are relatively small casts I think I think what you hit was right like reading the book it is not super action packed I mean there's definitely action but like you said like the trailer was like all the thopter things the little airships going down from the sky and explosions and raining meteors and stuff where like most of what I've read is political intrigue and politics and feudal lords and ladies you know fighting with other houses um and you know like in intrigue and espionage and, and like, stuff like that kind of like a like this probably isn't apt because I think it might be a little smarter but it's like sci-fi game of thrones doing would be I, smarter i, I would thrones, have I'm almost sure. i was i was i would have almost described it exactly the same way it is yeah. it, it's weird because it's 100 percent sci-fi like it is set like thousands and thousands and thousands of years in our future um and it is like interplanetary travel teleporting is possible all this stuff but then there's like an element where it's so sci-fi that technology almost starts to feel more like magic. Like the yeah, main, yeah. The main character's mom is called a witch. They they're called witches, but it's because they've trained so long in analyzing patterns that they can nearly tell the future. So because his mom is a witch, he's been trained as a witch, but he's also been trained. Uh, as a warrior so now it's like he's almost like this magic knight but it's all explained uh, through sci-fi it's really wacky like there are these people that are like living computers they're as smarter as computers which means that they can predict other people's movements and they can uh successfully like analyze what other people are going to do but it's all through uh a sensory enhancing drug not like 
powers, but it feels like powers. Mm-hmm. It feels like magic, but it's all... Yeah, it's interesting. And the fact that a lot of them use uh, swords and stuff because there are these... A shield... Uh, if there's, like, shields around whole cities, and if you use a, a gun in the shield, it blows up in your face, so everybody uses <laughs> swords and stuff. So it feels nice. like a feudal fantasy uh, setting, but yeah. all of the fantasy elements are explained via sci-fi I, tech and stuff. I used to, like, not like that kind of brand of of sci-fi, really. Or, like, I never really was one for, like, high-concept sort of stuff. I like that that started that made me think of like uh like uh Knights of the Old Republic that whole part of stuff like uh that whole era yeah, of Star yeah, Wars yeah, yeah. like I never really got onto that because like and and like the prequels to like the same extent or I mean kind of because like on some level like uh not to <laughs> I mean yeah we're gonna revert it back to I'm gonna refer to back to Star Wars either way. That's just like the sci-fi to me. But it's just like one of us do it every episode. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> uh, it's like it's. I don't on some some things about Star Wars. I don't want to overanalyze and like, oh, uh, like how did everything happen? Like, like, like there's a big whole like lore of how everything started. Uh, like that, 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 that. On some level, I just don't like that. You know, I don't want to know about that. And, like, the Knights of the Old Republic, like, makes me think about... Or, like, you know, the ships and everything look so nice and cool. And all, like, the... The, uh... The gadgets, like, the tech there looks really good. And it's just like, what? Like, I'm better than, like, the original trilogy or, like, any other point where, you know, it's, like, used and kind of, like analog kind of like garbage sorry and so it's just kind of weird just like what what happened like what, what why are these two different and like i also like i don't really like pristine sort of things that are like like perfect i like that's not you know like aesthetic in fiction i kind of like when shit's like things look used and like broken got it 100 percent movie slash franchise because you know it doesn't back and explain all weird history but everything's totally used and that is what sets me off a little bit about uh denise's dune is from the trailers everybody has these kind of sleek looking suits and guns and stuff and when i i don't know when i imagined it it was more like like they're putting these suits together. They have like ragtag rags if they're living in the desert, but the noble houses have like no, I imagined it as like, I don't know, like fantasy pulp, pulp fiction, not like pulp fiction, like Tarantino, but like actual pulp fiction. Like, yeah, old, pulp, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulpy, like, 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 like the original trilogy, like you were saying, like old pulpy sci-fi fantasy, like where it's a mix of sci-fi gear and fantasy gear. That's how I kind of imagined yeah. it. I didn't really imagine it as all these like slate gray suits. Uh, yeah. But I, I agree. I think it's weird. Uh, like like you said with the original trilogy where Star Wars is obviously fantasy, but it's also obviously sci-fi. But then you go to the yeah, prequels it's, and it's it's hard to explain. It's hard like to Like the only the actual science fiction is stuff kind of like, like Blade Runner. Like... Uh, 
2001 a space Odyssey, like things that are tangible like playing with the concepts of our current like technology like the rest is just fantasy but in space and yeah, that, that's what's interesting is I think you can have fantasy in space and it's not sci-fi and you can have I don't think you can say the opposite though like I don't know Star Wars uh, I think I think the idea that uh, there are spaceships and droids is definitely sci-fi but the idea of the force and like wizards and uh, giant monster slaying and night orders and stuff is so yeah. fantasy. I think Star Wars is a great example of very pulpy science fantasy, but like it gets it's hard to it's hard to blur the line between them sometimes with some franchises. Yeah, but yeah, it's part of the it's part of the fun. Uh, yeah. That comes, but yeah, Dune comes out in October. I I definitely be down to like try and read it at least like i think i mentioned i saw a graphic novel of it in like barnes and noble i forget if it was that or firefly it might have been both uh but if if i would if you read a graphic novel i will actually try to finish the book and then we should definitely see it because i want to see i want to see it so bad it says right here i'm on the page for it it's two and a half hours long which is beautiful i wanted it to be long i was like (laughs) Oh yes, I want the content. It's like one of those. It's one of those things where it's like I want this. I want this to be long so I can savor it more. I don't know. It's like yeah, one of those yeah, things where yeah, I didn't yeah. want it to. Be, I didn't want it to be short if it was going to be a two-parter. Just like a fine wine. Yes, I just want to. I just want to smell it and yeah. and feel it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I watched the lighthouse. With my dad, That's which how was I not it. a good idea. That's how I watched it too. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know. I didn't think about how kind of how, how much sexual tension there would be through, yeah. between the Green Goblin and and the vampire. It's uh, so horny. So I don't know why. It, it, I didn't. I thought it'd be a good idea with my dad because, like, like. We sail a lot. We're very much, like, at least he's very much into Sea Mariner culture, essentially. Yeah. Uh, so I thought, oh, yeah, this will be this, it's a fun time. I mean, it'll be like a horror, but it'll be a fun time. Uh, yeah, the, the same with the with the octopus at the light. Yeah, uh, it, it, it was interesting. Uh, what did you think? Um, it was one of those where it was like, I almost appreciate it more than I like it. I also watched it with my dad, uh, because it was one of those where I was like, I really want to watch this, but I'm never going to have time and I want to rent it, but maybe, you know, I'll rent it. I'll have my dad rent it so he can watch it with me and that way I don't have to rent it, but we'll have a fun time and we'll watch the movie. Um, I did not think it would be so much like psychological horror. I heard it was scary, but I thought it was more like a like a drama thriller uh it is pretty darn scary after watching it i don't know my dad my dad was like uh i i want to i want to take a shower after watching that and uh i felt bad for making him watch it i i don't think it was that scary i mean honestly i don't think it was that scary like uh kind of so this is the same guy as the the vavich the witch 
uh, the same director. I and from what I understand, the Vavitch was at least more uh, explicitly scary, with a lot more like jump scares and a lot more intent to like uh, be, be a horror, essentially. And then this is more of a yeah. This is whatever I, this is. I I love the witch. The witch is. I mean, I'm not. I always say I'm not a fan of horror movies, but then I go and watch a bunch of artsy horror movies. <laughs> um, my favorite is The Shining, uh, but right behind it is The Witch. I think The Witch <laughs> is so good. Uh, it doesn't rely too heavily on jump scares, but it is definitely scarier. I think The Lighthouse is scary in a way of like it, it feels I gotta like dread. Say- the know. only yeah no that's a good way to yeah dread and just like uh the kind of miserable but like you know uh in a in a fun campy way not like a real way like in green room i think i talked about green room red last you talked time about uh, green room yep yep that's a miserable experience that i kind of love kind of primarily for the casting because like i i just Patrick Stewart as a neo dot, I can't get over that. And also, like, it's just very well kind of executed. I don't know. But yeah. Uh, right. No, the the one. Uh, by the way, spoilers for The Lighthouse, probably. Spoil it, like, a little bit. I don't know. That, that, it's that, an experience. That. Spoilers. It's don't an experience. Matter. Yeah, but also, like, it's, I don't know. Uh, the, the one bit that, like, got me. Or. I really appreciated was the bit where uh, after the one time they're both named Thomas as it turns out which the I watched it on the Amazon thing and like you know how they have the x-ray thing oh yeah 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 I love that it, I love that inadvertently piece. spoiled that for me because like uh, at the beginning uh, Robert Pattinson Robert Pattinson is named like uh, I forget his uh, he has a he has a stolen name because he killed a man or he killed his boss who was a uh, timber uh, man. Something. Oh yeah, I forgot and that, about that. But it has his real name listed in the X-ray, so it's like what? what? That's that. Interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah. But. Oh, no, the one bit that, like, actually, like, uh, got me was when, uh, after he digs Willem Dafoe in a hole and goes back to try and unlock the, uh, what's in the lighthouse, and then just right behind them is Dafoe coming in with, uh, with his axe again. And it's oh, like, yeah. it's not, it's not even a jump scare. You're scared the moment you recognize that he's, the, it takes like a second for that to read. And I love I love shit like that, like uh, like like it's real it's real, it's not like a like a spooky like wacky thing. It's like your your brain has to calculate. Oh that that's happening. Oh no. Oh like like in a real life sort of thing. I think Robert Eggers is a master of like non jump scary horror because I think one of the reasons why the witch is so good. Is uh, I I, rec- I recently we rewatched this with my parents too in a, in the same way, vein of the lighthouse where it's like I want to watch this again and I kind of want to see your reaction to it but also I need to rent it and you guys can rent it uh, <laughs> but uh, they, I said uh, this movie is scarier 
it has more scary things than it does actual scares. Like the the leading up to something feels scarier than the actual payoff of that something. Like you think something is going to be really scary, so you get scared, but then that thing isn't actually scary. So you were still successfully scared, but you know it wasn't what you were expecting. It's really interesting way of like creating tension and horror. And I think I don't know my 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 most recognizable memorable part of the lighthouse is probably when uh robert pattinson uh slams that that bird against the trash bin or whatever i love that that was yeah it's shocking you don't expect it it's so good i mean like it's just kind of it's just really well shot like i want to know how they did that and it looks real on some level to me it's really satisfying because i fucking hate seagulls uh (laughs) Uh, so seeing it, so it having it just seemed yeah it sounded really having cool. its like blood pollacked onto a uh, uh, a sewer uh, poop sewer was uh, very sad was very nice it was very was it the poop sewer or was it the water that, I don't know yeah I have not seen it uh, in ages yeah <laughs> I remember the only thing I it I thought about it like the only bit that they, they were trying to at least on the surface they were trying to go for this sort of uh silent movie era kind of camera work with like the the frame uh ratio and uh how everything is grayscale and everything i thought like the only because the cameras and everything were so good the only moments that like felt kind of of that period i know they weren't like really really trying to replicate it but like uh still it's like the only thought the only bit like we're actually successful were the uh shots of the ocean whenever there'd be a storm or whatever or just any wide shot really where it felt kind of like oh yeah like uh they could have shot uh the first thing that comes to mind is like Noah's Ark uh, which yeah like uh, just old timey like silent movie era type of uh, camera work yeah what's interesting is now that you're saying it that does make sense but I didn't even register it as like a silent era movie like that like in that style I just thought oh it's in uh 19 one aspect ratio or whatever and it's black and white i thought of it more of like a artsy movie thing to do yeah it is but also like you know it it, it's given it's like the turn of the century of the 19th century it's like uh they're going for something you know that's true i I will say though really well to do it makes it feel very real because like by the way skip like this one's pretty big. The special effects start. And there's like tentacles made all like super, oh, yeah. super. Feels, or like the final like, shot. I don't remember how good. It... Yeah, yeah, I don't. Effects were, but I remember they felt real just because I. For you know, like an hour. A black and white movie and you don't expect to see cg when you're watching a black and white 19 one aspect ratio movie. yeah but the cg comes in 
so it feels real it feels like i think that was a good use of it like this supernatural element feels grounded it almost feels physical because uh of the way it was shot i think the mermaid was practical i could be wrong though uh, at least when they're on the when she's on the shoreline and pet like uh, pens finds finds her I'm just uh, thinking of uh, I, I could there's be tentacles. I thought that tentacles grab him or something. Let me look. Tentacles. I just remember there were like actual like CG tentacles for some reason. It was the scene where Pattinson comes up to the lighthouse to see what Defoe is doing. And Defoe is getting busy. And uh, he... I think he hallucinates. It's, it's left up in the air. But either way, there's a big tentacle. Uh, and then there's a bit of... Uh, uh, substance dripping down. Um, yes. Yeah, this film's like yes. way too horny. Uh, it is uh, <laughs> so uh, I can't. I like. I did. I like. Like you said, I just thought it would be some gothic uh, horror thriller to watch with me old pops. Uh, <laughs> and I remember people saying it was funny, like like how he farts and shit. It's like, and it's it's it it's pretty funny, like the bit where it's after the first night where they uh, are like, they get drunk and shit, and uh, Pattinson has to walk out and throw the shit over the shore because they can't use the, the poop hole anymore, and it gets back in his face, and then he screams that it comes to the next scene. And it's so good. It's so... They have great... Uh, they have really good chemistry, and I think Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe are like... I think their acting is really good in the lighthouse. I think they're yeah. great characters. I don't understand why this didn't like this came out twenty nineteen. Yeah, twenty nineteen. They, whole... they got nothing. They got It is probably like next to Parasite, the most original thing to come out that year. Really, like in execution and production. Yeah, nothing. It, they get it's nothing. Super unique. It's got it's like whole ha- fan base surrounding it, just based on its aesthetic. Uh, I will say, I don't know if I said this, but I, I really liked it right after and when I was watching it, but then I realized it also makes me feel uncomfy and gross. So it was this weird line of like, do I, do I think this movie's great? Uh, or do I think it's just good? But if I think it's just good, that's because it made me feel gross, but it was supposed to make me feel gross. So then should I rate it a great because it was successful? It's a weird, uh, weird paradox where it's one of those things where it's like, Parts are definitely mo- supposed to make you feel uncomfortable, which is a bad feeling, which makes you not like those uncomfortable parts. But if that is supposed to happen, technically, isn't it doing a good job? I, I think, like, only a couple parts made me uncomfortable, especially because I was watching it with my dad. That's uh, the main part for me, I think, is what it was. <laughs> th- just the two, it was really just the two bits where it's implied that they're getting off and then the dog bit. It's just kind of that came out of nowhere. Where like, yeah, Yeah. Uh, I I think it's really I think it regardless of if it makes you I think making it making you uncomfortable is kind of the point. So like that's what I'm saying. I think yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I think I think it does its job really well. Yeah. Like uh, yeah. Uh. I wanted to go back to what you were saying. The special effects are surprisingly like well done, and like I re- 
the 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 absence of color with CG makes me really curious as to how again how this was like kind of accomplished and everything. But along with that, uh, Robert Edgar no wait, it's Robert Eggers. Uh, is it Robert Eggers or Ro- it's Robert Eggers? There's yeah, right, right. I, I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, no, I always get Roger. Yeah, Robert, yeah, yeah. And then Robert, yeah. He has a good eye for like uh, he gets very over, in not overindulgent, but very indulgent in uh the specificity, the specifics of the time period he's making the film in. So like, oh yeah, like the witch, he spent like three or two or three years just doing research and almost everything in the witch is historically accurate in folk tales and stuff it's ridiculous yeah so like apparently the this type of way a lighthouse works is he got that from like whales essentially like uh you know having a uh having two guys be there for four weeks then switching out then that 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 uh, and then he applied that. I could be wrong. That might be how it worked over here too. I'm not sure. By the way, uh, just the detail in how everything works was very like you know thorough, and the culture and everything uh, really came through. And I greatly appreciate that too. God damn the 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 faux monologue like if I were to ever audition for something I, I I'd want to use that that's so good oh yes he's got his bugged out eyes oh it's yeah. so it's so good so good I kind of yeah. I want to rewatch it have you seen The Witch by the way his other his other movie? I have not I have not oh yeah I'd be you should, you interested should watch, yeah watch it so good it's so good it's that. I, uh, is that the lady from the Queen's Gambit who's in that, or is that yeah, another? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, 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 Anya Taylor Joy. Right. And like Ralph South Ineson. American. Do you know Ralph Ineson? I look it up right now. The the new movie that's coming out by A twenty four. Speaking of A twenty four movies, you know the Witch and whatever the Lions. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Green Knight. Uh, the Green Knight is voiced also by Ralph Ineson, and I think he has about just the coolest voice out of anybody that has ever lived. If you look up uh, oh, nice. the history of the Green Knight trailer, like it's a trailer by A24, but it's like three minutes long. Ralph Ineson narrates the history of the old fable, the Arthurian story, uh, but in his voice which is like somehow so smooth but so gravelly and so deep at the same time i don't even know oh wait replicate it i think he's mainly in game of thrones and then yeah uh yeah no that that looks really uh interesting i don't know who plays the lead in that and also like it like arthurian specifically that one I remember we focused that focused on that one for like English class it's just yeah, kind of like for me. weird and absurd and like yeah uh, when we when I first read the short story I thought it was like fascinating I thought it was such an interesting like old yeah, King Arthur it, drama it was just kind of weird that that was the one that was like I, 
it kind of read to me like a like a like an overly long kind of like RPG side quest essentially like oh this person did or like uh, the 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 I don't even remember it's like the 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 husband of the guy that he that Gawain was staying with did a thing so like when they stab each other uh, he he doesn't kill him or so I I, I don't even remember I think uh, to, let me, let's see it's he's him the, the 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 round table is visited by the green knight which is a big scary green monster knight right and I right think he says if you land a blow on me and you get to keep my axe which was like a super dope you know legendary weapon uh like you're saying a fantasy side quest it was a dope yeah, weapon. yeah, yeah. uh but the deal was in like i think 101 days or something like that you would have to go search him out and he would get to land a blow on you so yeah. uh dev patel who is the the, the lead he's the uh, he's the main guy in us, Slumdog Millionaire, and Lion. oh my god, huh. cool dude. Uh, yeah. He is like, yo, I am super smart. I'm just gonna land a blow on him, but the blow is gonna be decapitating him. So he decapitates the Green Knight, and the Green Knight puts his head back on. And right, like, he's like, lol. Uh, I'll see you in 101 days where I'll get to decapitate you. Ha ha ha. Have fun. Have fun with my axe until then. Uh, so then it's like, I think this, what's funny is the original like poem uh, just kind of s- skips over the fact that he travels for like months and months. Well, not yeah. months and months, but like a couple months, he gets up to all sorts of shenanigans. And I think that's what the movie is going to elaborate on is like yeah. the shenanigans I'm, he gets on. I'm just. I'm just really curious as to see how this will get horribly violent. <laughs> you think it's going to be violent? I've, I've it's heard not an A24 movie unless it gets horribly violent. Well, there is a... He is going to... The, the the premise is uh, a dude decapitates a dude. So in return, that dude gets to decapitate another dude. Yeah. <laughs> so that's already, that's, already, that's already pretty violent for you right there. Yeah. But I like they both walk oh, away, like, you know, like uh, oh, that, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what is it? He he goes to stay with like a lord and lady's keep, and the lord says, "What? I'll give you my food if you give me what you get that day." So he gives him his food, and in return, Dev Patel, or I guess just what, what is his name, Sir Gawain. Sir Gawain gives yeah, the lord yeah. a kiss because the lord's wife tried to kiss the Green Knight, not the Green Knight, Sir Gawain. The Gawain, yeah. And then the next and day. It, he, Sir Gawain gives the Lord two kisses because the lady tried to kiss Sir Gawain again. And it's and, not gay. Yeah, and uh, the third knight does the same thing, but the lady gives Sir Gawain uh, a belt that protects him from being decapitated, pretty much. Uh, but instead of giving that to the Lord and being honest, he just gives the Lord three kisses and leaves. So then when he goes to find the Green Knight... Uh, the Green Knight nicks him on his neck but doesn't decapitate him and was like, that's for being honest and rejecting my wife's advances. And Gawain is like, what? And the Green Knight transforms into the Lord. Right. And is like, ha 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 Oh, they're gonna do some whack shit with that, probably. They're gonna like, uh... He's probably not going to do the right thing in that scenario or something. 
I've, I've just heard yeah. I've just I just know that what is it it's it's rated R but on the trailer it says for sexual content and nudity and I do not know where else that would come up if not for the the lady trying to sleep with him yep. and I'm sure they're gonna I, I don't think it's gonna be totally story accurate but I have heard Definitely, so far no. that it is uh, it's very artsy and it's very confusing and it's unreliable narrator and it's and it's very interesting oh i loved that Wait, going back to the lighthouse i loved uh just how they would kind of do that with both characters like uh, oh yeah they're both, it's yeah. one of my favorite tropes of probably all time is unreliable but, like, they narrator. do it so well with with that one specific like uh the scene where defoe chases him down and then they, they both kind of calm down and defoe's like you're going insane laddie yeah, uh, uh, you just chased me down with an axe, and and like that, that's got it. Like questions it on his face, but he doesn't really say anything to that's, that. That's the best kind of unreliable. Like I, I like the you know what the uh, spoilers for this movie. But if you haven't seen it, have, wait, have you seen have you seen American Psycho? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like if you haven't seen this already, you should see it. But unreliable narrator. And the unreliable narrator part of that is at the end, you realize that this whole time the narrator has been unreliable. I prefer The Lighthouse, where the whole time you're questioning what is reality. I think that's yeah. very good. Like, the Joker kind of tried to do it not as well, I don't think. Um, but, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I like that. Uh, I like oh. that, where you're wondering the whole time, like, what is uh, what is actually happening right now? Oh, also, just uh, for anyone who hasn't seen The Lighthouse, I, re- uh, I think I would recommend it. Would you recommend it? Uh, 100%. I would just say don't watch it with your dad. Um, don't watch it with your dad, but also, like, I- I'd recommend it particularly because of the last two uh, main shots. Those are, like, really good. Uh, like, the last five minutes are just really, I, I don't know, they kind of stick out. And like, along with being kind of horrifying, they just re- I, I don't know, they're just kind of, they're just, they're just nice compositions, I guess, I don't know. Uh, It'd probably be fun to watch with your homies. Watch it with your homies. Be funnier. Yeah. <laughs> <Sweet>. <laughs> yeah. Have a, have a existential, uh, you know, just have a, like watch two people live in their own personal hell for like uh over an hour and a half uh and they fart and shit it's it's fun it's semi-erotic you know it's like yeah uh, just like you and the homies you know we we know you you just like you and the homies (laughs) you saw trevor's dick once and he didn't want to talk about it we know we know (laughs) and it kind of and he gave you like a half like a half one, we know. We're aware. It happens. To it's okay. It happens. Everyone does it. Everyone. Uh, it's life. Everyone rocks the socks to a mermaid statue. It's it's part of life. <laughs> <laughs> I actually forgot about that. I forgot yeah. that's what happens at the end. Oh. No. <laughs> oh. What a beautiful monstrosity that movie is. Go watch it still, though. We spoiled yeah. the whole thing. Go watch it. If you're listening, dear. Here's here's what I figured out. I don't think we have any listeners so far because uh, 
because it's we just us. Promoted this. We haven't promoted this at all. No, it makes uh, sense. Yeah. And like, yeah. Yeah. Well, well yeah. I will but say, prove us wrong, viewer, by listening yeah. to us right now. When, when do you want to promote it? Now that we have a title, would you want to promote it or do you want to wait until it's in person and we have a few, you know, like theme songed up, whatever, like uh, form episodes? I think let's let's discuss that uh, later, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a good, anyway. good season one so far, though. Hell yeah. The, the test season or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What else? Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm curious because I have a, I have some more things. Speaking of the intro, I have some more things. I wonder if you believe it. Okay, go ahead, go. Yeah, <laughs> Little go ahead. things. Uh, I was. What what sparked this mostly was I was hanging out with some old friends I hadn't seen in a while, and we were playing this old uh, Wii horror game uh, for the Grudge, and part of. Oh wow. Yeah, it's it was it was terrible and awesome and lovely. Uh, but what's hilarious is when you create your character, all you do to create your character is you pick male or female, and then you pick a, your zodiac sign. Oh my uh, god! And I was like, okay, so I pick uh, Cancer because I'm I'm a Cancer. I'm a, a July, July 5th is is when I was born, uh, and I I die. And it's like you're a you're a sissy little can- cancer, and it and somebody else was there was what? like, uh, oh fuck! I was like, oh come on, you're just gonna you're gonna make fun of me after I lose in this game. I, cancers are cooler than that. And somebody mentioned they're like cancers are usually known for being pretty emotional and sad. And I was like, oh, I, I totally forgot like for a second that like zodiac signs are like their own weird. Uh, Myers Briggs thing for some people. So I was wondering if oh, you God, believe no. in zodiac signs. It was oh astrology. No, wait. Astrology. Yeah, it, astrology. it went from with 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 the white women, which uh, well, I don't know. Uh, but I, I just it went from astrology the the way I saw it. I saw everything. It went from astrology to the Myers Briggs test to like what other what any other thing. Uh, you can do to like break somebody down into a box for their personality. Well, what's interesting it, it, is is like I think the Myers Briggs test can work solely because it is like a hundred question long test, and if you are really honest with yourself, you're putting in inputs, and it is based off of your personality. But what's weird about astrology and zodiac signs is a lot of people believe in them. But they're like assigned at birth, so you have no control yeah. over the personality that corresponds with your zodiac. So I was yeah, wondering, no, like, if, do, do you think there's merit in zodiac signs, like what their personalities are? I mean, I think if you believe in them, you're inherently going to uh, uh, adapt your personality kind of to that. Oh, uh, that's but, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, like astrology, like I've had friends who have like dialed down my exact like date of birth and like explained like all of the paragraphs that are like supposed to uh, chalk me up. And like, I, I forget most of them. And like, I, I guess they apply, but also the whole kind of big critique of that specific thing 
is that yeah anything kind of does i mean like if he you can do that with really like they the astrology thing can say anything about you that isn't like wildly like you're actually a big fucking monster uh like <laughs> like as long as it doesn't go that far you'll, you'll kind of believe whatever it says at least i think Here, I, I don't know. what's weird about mine let's see here's i'm gonna read cancer traits this is my zodiac i'm a cancer i'm a cool crab um, I'm a cool. I'm a cool colon cancer, baby. I'm gonna give is, you what is dysentery. Yours? What is yours, by the way? I am a Virgo. I am September seventh. Virgin. That's one, the, that's that's one of the lame ones. You know, like there's what there's the twins. There's Gemini. There's uh, Aquarius. Is a jug. That's what it shows right here. It's a jug. Ah. Vir, Virgo is is the virgin, right? Virgo. I'm the lady. It's the lady. A woman. Where, like, some people get, like, Capricorn, which is some, like, goat fish monster, or, like, Scorpio, which is just, like, a dope scorpion, or a bull, uh, and then some people just get two people standing side by side, or uh, it's Gemini. a jug. Yeah, j- yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I listen to a lot of, I listen to a lot of, uh, hip-hop, like, at work, uh, do it, 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 you ever listen to, to the hippity haps to the... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not one of those uh, people that is like, I don't like country or rap. I, I like, yeah, yeah. like, like hip hop. Uh, uh, I like more not R&B like stuff. Kendrick Lamar, like, has has a line about him being a Gemini almost like every other album. Like, <laughs> that's great. I like, I like yeah. him. He's a cool guy. Yeah, I like, yeah. I, I have his, yeah. uh, what is it? I was just listening to his, uh, Black Panther album the other day that with all the other people that are in it. So uh, yeah. it's, got, it's a nice album. Have you ever listened to To Pimp a Butterfly? No, I haven't. I'm not. It's that, very good. You should listen culture. to it. I'll listen to it. Oh, I'll, I really yeah. will. Oh okay. So- <laughs> also, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One more thing. Somebody made a Godspeed to the guy who did this. He did To Pimp a Butterfly, but entirely in the voice of Muscle Man from Regular Show. And oh yes, yes, yes! You said yes. This. You said yes. I, I, I yes. To part of it. I listened to part of it. Yes, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Just he and it all started because the one track in "To Pippa Butterfly" is very emotional, where it's Kendrick confronting himself and how much uh, he kind of hates himself in in a variety of ways, and like it's it's topped off at the start of the track with him like violently screaming and like an echoing so muscle man just going <laughs> it's just really it's so it's perfect but yeah all you were saying yeah uh let's see i was gonna say my uh my my cancer says this is the uh this is my paragraph for being a cancer zodiac it says i'm deeply intuitive and sentimental cancer can be one of the most challenging zodiac signs to get to know they're and sensitive and care deeply about matters of the family and their home. Cancer is sympathetic and attached to people they keep close. Those born with their son in cancer, I don't know what that means, are very uh, oh, 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 and able oh, to I empathize know. with people. I know this. It, uh, that's like the site thing. That, uh, that's like on the site. It, get, it, it breaks you down where it's like, oh, at at like during the day you're this but at night you're you're 
another sign or whatever. Interesting. Uh, what, what paragraph was that? I want to look up mine, I guess. I looked up. I'm on a website right now called astrology-zodiac-signs.com, and it was. I just clicked Cancer, and it was the very first paragraph. Um, it does say my number one likes is art, which is interesting, and home-based hobbies, which is also interesting. Uh, it says huh. my weakness is being moody, uh, pessimistic. I am pessimistic. Uh, suspicious. I'm not very suspicious. Manipulative. I'm not super so manipulative. Think, yeah, it says I'm basically saying I'm insecure and emotional and sympathetic and persuasive. Uh, it's interesting. I don't think it, the, the very first thing it comes off was, says I'm deeply intuitive and sentimental. Not intuitive, but I am sentimental. Uh, okay. And then it says I'm emotional and sensitive. I. I'm not very emotional, but I am sensitive. So it's like hitting 50% of everything. It's very interesting. Okay, here's, here's all the stats, because it's got... Uh, Alright, yeah, Virgo traits. Uh, strengths, loyal, analytical, kind, hardworking, practical. Uh, weaknesses, shy, worry, not worried, overly critical of self and others. All work and no play. Virgos are always paying attention to the smallest details and deep sense of humanity makes them one of the most careful signs of the Zodiac. Their methodical approach to life ensures that nothing is left to chance. And although they are often tender, their height, hot, their heart might be closed to the outer world. This is a sign often misunderstood, not because they lack the ability to express, but because they're too fucking cool and you don't get it, bitch. Uh, no, but because they won't accept their feelings as valid, true, or even relevant when opposed to reason. The symbolism behind the name speaks uh, well of their nature. But, 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 I don't... Yeah, I, I think you could really... You could re... I Honest to God, I think those could be interchangeable. And, I mean, I don't know about you, but I think, like, the cancer thing could easily be applicable to... I, I, I kind of could read that and 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 internalize that, I guess. But, it's, yeah. It's weird. I, I just realized it. Because, like, after seeing how much I read and how much you read, and the fact that there's just, like, so much information on here... It's almost like they're just throwing out like a ton of buzzwords and sentences and likes and stuff to the yeah. point where in like I was saying in the in the uh, in the weaknesses where it says moody, pessimistic, suspicious, manipulative and insecure, I can say, "Oh, I am pessimistic. I yeah. am a cancer." Wow. No. All of this is really not to be rude to anyone it's just or no it's applicable to really anything where it, anything that regards like your specific personality uh it it's just like you want to like not yeah i guess feel special is probably the it, it, it's rude but like that's the best i can uh surmise that too it can be i don't know i i would I'll I'll like, I'll come off as rude if I have to. It it can be fun if you keep it harmless. It is okay yeah. to be like, 
I'm a cancer. Ha ha ha. But if, no, if, oh my God. Sorry, sorry, continue. Uh, finish all, all I was going to say was like, if, if you're the kind of person to be like, oh, you're, you're a, you're a cancer, you're a Gemini. I, I cannot be around you because our signs are incompatible. That is I, where you turn into a buffoon and you are an idiot. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> oh God. No. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you don't, does, <laughs> you don't deserve to live at that point. I'll give it <laughs> you. Um, no, I had that. There was, I was with, uh, Kevin, my friend, uh, we were walking and then he encountered uh, a girl he knew. The girl he was with, uh, well, they, while they were talking, uh, something happened where it was like uh, they brought the signs, and they're like, uh, "What's everyone's sign?" And then I said my sign, and like the the girl that the the girl Kevin was talking to, the other girl that had nothing to do with anybody. Uh, was just like, yeah, I don't get along with uh, Virgo men or like Virgos in general. It's just like, and I just straight up said, like, that's a really stupid way to like fucking paint your world, dude. Like, Jesus Christ. And that's where it becomes like you were saying when you know your traits, you start to live them because only because you know them. Like, if you see, oh, whatever doesn't get along with Virgo. Then if I see someone who's Virgo, I will say out loud, I don't get along with Virgo, which will then create a scenario where in real life, I actually don't get along with Virgo, which then proves to me that astrology is real. Like it's that whole like information, like you're taking in the information and then you're becoming it. And then by becoming it, you're making it true. It's that weird. It's a self. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. I love self-fulfilling prophecies, but when they relate to zodiacs and astrology, they gross. They're gross. Yep. <laughs> uh, that that was that was interesting. Uh, I had one more thing. What was it here? Um, oh yeah. Uh, you know you know how there's always talk where it's like the pyramids and stonehenge like they're weird how are they built they're weird do you do you think uh do you think they were actually some some uh extra extra planar or extraordinary or supernatural thing that explains stonehenge or the pyramid or do you think it's just like people are dumb and they actually are possible to be built with the pyramids i just kind of love the fact that with them specifically it's just kind of like Oh yeah, slaves can't do this. It has to be like <laughs> space people or some shit. It like a that's personally I find that kind of whack. Uh, it is Stonehenge. Yeah, but but then uh, you think it's like the toppers of those pyramids were like solid stone. So like, did they have cranes? Like 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 it's weird. They pushed it's them whack. up there. You think they just pushed a big triangle up another big triangle? I don't know, yeah, man. But- you know, haven't man. seen you haven't seen Prince of Egypt? They just pull it up there. No, da, da, they da, have da, cranes da, da. in Prince of Egypt. They have cranes. They do have cranes, but they had to push them out of there. Whatever, yeah. I'm, I'm wondering. You, n- you never see cranes in all the Egyptian drawings, but you do see animal-headed people. Okay, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's, all, that's all I'm gonna put on the table. I don't, I don't think you. I don't think you have like, like uh, I, I don't think it really touch on infrastructure in the bible so i, I really think that's a real <laughs> uh worry for them you know what i mean exactly. <laughs> like, no, that's, that's the whole true. thing it's just like <laughs> i gotta count that uh, 
but uh, uh, with the Stonehenge, Stonehenge reminded me of or the mention that just I think I mentioned it at least once before. Just and I think it's a whole meme now about uh, the potential means of storing nu- nuclear waste, which is just to build a giant bunch of spikes uh, and a un uh, an unaccessible dungeon. And in the case that they do access it, it'll be a bunch of text uh, in every UN-approved uh, language. Say, or let me get let me get the exact uh, thing. I remember this. Yeah, have you seen? Yeah, the, yeah. Have you seen the pictures of that person who built that spike? Uh, it was like a prototype of the nuclear uh, prison, basically, where it's just a bunch of spikes that show. Like they just look. They look negative. They're like, they're like scary, aggressive, negative-looking spikes oh, yeah. jutting out from the land, and it's like some scientists and psychologists and architects like combined efforts to create something that universally looks like you should not be entering that environment. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. No, it, I just love it because we're essentially making our own Stonehenge, and it is just some monolithic shit. Uh, wait, let me get the full, oh man, uh, but yeah, no, like nuclear, nuclear, uh, waste and everything, ever since we split the atom, we have been essentially gods, and I find that, like, really interesting, cause, like, uh, uh, it's like with Chernobyl and everything, like, uh, I watched that show, it's just like, oh my, like, we are playing some we're playing some wacky ass games but the whole message exactly is this is not a abridged message i don't think it's the entire thing but this is not a place of honor no highly esteemed deed is commemorated here nothing valued is here what is here was dangerous and repulsive to us the danger is in a particular location the danger is still present in your time as it was in ours. Uh, but yeah. Prophetic uh, heavy metal inscriptions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that is some like... <laughs> I, like... Oh my god. I don't know. It's some wild as shit. Like... We were, I think we were talking about this on... What was it? Probably episode one where it was like... Yeah. That is, it, this feels or, like... We're the prequel. Uh, we're the backstory to the we're fantasy. The, we're world the predecessors. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> no. And that's what nuclear power really is. It's like the closest thing we have to, uh, to, to magic, essentially. And we are, for the past like uh, near century, we haven't been using it uh, exactly in the best way. And I don't know. I just, this whole topic just is really interesting to me and it's just some like cosmic it's cosmic horror essentially and it, it's I just kind of sick yeah it's it's interesting especially because it's like like you said we have tapped like ultimate power like there's not yeah. a lot more you can do like obviously you could enhance this power but not many people do it's like you have the power to not only explosively destroy a quantifiably large area but then 
irradiate miles and miles of area to make it unlivable afterward. And you have the power to launch as many of these as you want. But because it's so powerful, everybody yeah. just kind of agrees not to. So it's kind of this weird, like, agreement, but then also kind of a Cold War scenario where it's like, yeah. technically anybody could do it at any time. But you know if somebody launched nuclear weapons, then everybody else is launching nuclear weapons at them. So it's a yeah. weird thing where it's like, so it's, we have them to use them, so we don't use them. It's, it's mutually like, assured destruction, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, well, that's the, that's the term, it's, yeah. No, it's just... Yeah, no. Like, uh, you ever read about those times where we almost, like, uh, there's that one Russian guy, or no, it was a couple of instances where there was a malfunction in uh, Soviet, uh, what's it? Uh, Chernobyl? Just Chernobyl? No, 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 no. Uh, Soviet radar that made it seem like uh, the Americans were launching missiles at them. And it was up to the individual guy uh, to decide whether or not he was about to end the world, essentially. And... Oh, yeah, because if, if he would have sent them, then Americans would have actually sent missiles. And then Americans sending missiles to Russians would have had Russia's allies sending missiles yeah. at Americans, which would have had America's allies sending yeah. missiles at the Russians' the Everything is destroyed. Said, yeah. Oh, holy cow. Holy and, cow. Yeah. And there was one instance where a guy like, saw this by himself, and it was up to him whether or not he was going to alert anyone else. And then there was another one on a submarine where there were three guys that were essentially the ones to, you know, un uh, uh, twist the key and uh, launch the missiles. And then, like, one of the three guys just objected. And if it were anyone else, the whole world would have gone, like, would have been Cos gone. Like, cosmically terrifying. Hell yeah. Ain't nothing, ain't, ain't nothing like it. But, you know, I, we, we can just live in somewhat uh, uh, peace now that we live in we the live Soviets in agreement. Are gone. <laughs> yeah, we live in agreement, and Russia is kind of like not not doing so great as before. But they can't they can't nuke us no more. They don't really want to. I, I don't know what the. Uh, but yeah, really, really, what I've taken away from all that, or just you know, like understanding history for like the past like sixty years, is that the like conventional warfare on like a big stair. Uh, scale is never going to happen. Like, mutually assured destruction has been so, like, instilled in everyone that, like, even after the Cold War, it won't happen, and there won't be another world war that is not done by nukes. And then, you know, it, it's really, from here on out, it's just kind of proxy war type of stuff, like, uh, like Vietnam, kind of. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it, we we are living in in like science fiction at, with with this level of uh of weaponry, you know. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that the future is now, old man, and you know the, the planet might be uh uh burning alive, but like that could uh 
be fixed and then a new existential problem will happen and then another one and then another one until we all turn into weird freak goblins like oh, crabs, in man evolution uh, points toward crab kind was there was there an all tomorrow's species that was a weird crab i would have liked that i think it was like a thing where it was like have you seen the thing the last topic i can talk about is my phone verge <laughs> of death but uh where uh so many animals were on to diverge and become a unique but they eventually just evolved the crab <laughs> is that right yeah yeah you live short enough to become or you live long enough to to die monkey yeah what what, it's, what it's, species what animal was that before it turned into crab let me there's a word word for for evolution leading crab kind uh it's like a evolution path it it's kind of like neanderthals like how they were like on on par with us but we like beat the shit out of them carson is carsonization carsonization uh this is on wikipedia carsonization is an example of convergent evolution in which a crustacean evolves into a crab-like form before yo into evolutionary bio who describe crab most carcinicized crustaceans belong to the order of Onomora Onomora is a decapodation so most of the creatures that evolved this is the thing that's crazy. There were a ton of species that were crustaceans, you know, with things being underwater and such. Uh, yeah. Lots of little creepy crawlies, like underwater insect things and lobsters type things. Uh, yeah. But almost all of them just became uh, a genus of crab, uh, which I think is hilarious. Nice. That that's a that's a that's an all tomorrow I can get with. I can. Just being Mr. Krabs. I, 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 yeah, I mean, let's, let's it's all horrible. So, like, I, it, it's that, that, that one doesn't seem as horrible. But, yeah. But, yeah. Just, uh, the, viewer, whatever struggles you're having right now, you know, like the global warming, yeah, da, 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 uh, something, something. Uh, existential crisis, whatever you're having, don't worry. We're all gonna be crabs in it's the end. Your kids are gonna to be crabs. Horrifically turning into a crab over years and years of evolution. Yeah. Or, well, that's that's a pretty chill idea. You know, you've seen, like, again with All Tomorrows, you turn into, like, a wall of, of skin and flesh. It's horrifying. What's crab crab nothing wrong with being crab you snippy dippy you you like they scuttle you you get to be you get to be like clancy brown and 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 be like mr krabs clancy brown is the guy who voices mr krabs that's what you'll 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 feel like a little armored gangster snipping around and acting like the place yeah and you probably won't understand anything that you know you say like because you probably won't talk anymore. It'll just be like weird little pheromones <laughs> and clacking. But hey, no more math. No more. Yeah. Uh, math. No, no more genocide or war. It's yeah. just crabs. Yeah. 
It's crap. Just hanging out, being crap. Hell yeah. It's chill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll do it for this episode of G Realm. I'm thinking I'm thinking this this'll be revert to crab. Or no, evolve to cl- crab. Accelerate to crab, like the meme. Yeah. Accelerate to crab. I'll I'll do that's it. A, I'll name it accelerate a, to crab. That's a, just an ex, just a suggestion. Yeah. Oh, of uh, course, I was I was going to. We usually we usually name it after something we either start or end with. So yeah, yeah. I'll for sure do that. So yeah, to to you viewer or whoever, uh, uh yeah, prepare uh, for carcinera- carcinerization. Just let it happen. We love you. Uh, and yeah. good night. And good night. <laughs> good night and good luck. Now get out of our G realm, you bitch. <laughs>